Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thank you for joining the conversation on Colloquium. This episode is brought to you by Excelsior Capital, an investment platform focused on democratizing private equity by providing individuals access to direct opportunities. To learn more about the firm, please visit excelsiorgp.com and connect with Brian on LinkedIn. Hello and welcome to the conversation on Colloquium. Today, I'm excited to have Elizabeth Duffield with me. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Brian. It's great to uh, finally get this in the books. Absolutely. You know, it's not often that I connect with somebody who is based in Nashville, has been around here for a long time, especially in the entrepreneur community. And we have like 150, 200 connections that we've never actually met before. Uh, I reached (laughs) out to have you on the show. So it's always kind of fun to, to make those connections. And we know a ton of the same people and seems like we are, you know, connected through multiple worlds. But Maybe in your own words, maybe talk a little bit about background, how you found yourself in Nashville. You're a transplant like I am. And then we can kind of go into some of the, the focused work that you do within the entrepreneurial community here in town. Yeah, no, you bring up a great point. It is very rare that we wouldn't have crossed paths earlier. And I'll I'll blame the the global pandemic this past year for really slowing down networking opportunities. But for those you know listening in from Nashville, uh, you likely know that it's such a small town. You're going to cross paths with a bunch of folks that are interested and in, in a part of the ecosystem. So glad we could finally meet. But yeah, I'll, I'll give you some context to myself and how I ended up ended up in Nashville. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm coming up on that five year mark in Nashville, which at this point I can now you know complain about Nashville's growth and traffic and you know, have a disdain for tourists. I finally achieved that milestone, but uh, moved here right after undergrad. And I'm from Atlanta, Georgia originally. So moving to Nashville, although I didn't know anyone was instantly a comfortable experience for me because there's, you know, a lot of similarities in the city's culture and community and, you know, Southern charms that 
showing up here, not knowing a soul, I still felt instantly at home. And, you know, I, I jumped into this experience and moving into Nashville again, without contacts and just a job to my name, you know, full feet and, <laughs> into the water and both feet into the water and right off the bat, recognize that Nashville's community here is so accepting. And if you show up to a networking event, even if you've, you know, are green and fresh out of college, people are excited to have you there and excited to tell you what they're working on. So I moved down here through a program called Venture for America, which uh, for those who followed the 2020 presidential elections closely, Andrew Yang, who was a 2020 candidate um, on the Democratic ticket, he uh, is the founder of Venture for America, which is a nonprofit that was originally created to get young professionals interested in working for startups outside of major metropolitan areas. So not New York, not San Francisco, not Boston. And Venture for America has been around since 2012. I was a part of the class of 2016, which meant as soon as I graduated from University of Virginia, I got shipped off to go work for a startup in Nashville that saw the value of Venture for America and wanted to bring talent from you know, locations where we probably would have never crossed paths but bring into Nashville and help invest in that ecosystem and, and show that, you know, the, the growing tech ecosystem in Nashville for what it is, which was, you know, a very exciting, close-knit and supportive community. Uh, so I moved down here through my role or through Venture for America, getting a job at a startup in healthcare analytics. And like I said, I've always wanted, I've always been interested in networking and with my background in Venture for America and this belief in startups uh, changing the landscape for the better of any given city. Uh, I started just showing up to networking events at the Entrepreneur Center, uh, which has always been a great sort of gateway to the ecosystem here in Nashville. And I remember very clearly walking into a number of happy hours and meeting with folks that had, you know, 10 plus years of experience over me and me just coming in and saying, you know, basically I'm, I'm less than one year of experience and I'm here because I care about startups and I want to invest in the city. And folks, you know, striking up a conversation with me. So already, I think that's a true testament to what Nashville is and the kind of opportunities that await anyone that is comfortable getting out and uh, introducing themselves to folks. So uh, I knew I loved it, again, as I was building out my community from, you know, square zero, not knowing a soul. And over that course of that first year, like I said, I'm, I love going to networking events and I just started going to any startup related events in town. And one day in May, I found myself at the inaugural National Startup Week where there were companies coming in and giving talks on, you know, how to create a marketing plan, how to raise money from, you know, venture capitalists, uh, and then even pitching for a $10,000 prize. And I remember showing up and it was at the Baker Donaldson offices downtown. And I thought, this is such a cool event. It's totally free. There's such actionable content here. And I just only wish that there were more folks here. And I only wish that it was a little bit more accessible since, as you know, Brian, it's really hard to get to the Baker Donaldson offices downtown. I mean, there's traffic, it's hard to find parking. And I was just, but I, I was in love with this, this concept that was in its first year in Nashville. So I reached out to the founder, Sam Butler, and we grab coffee. And I just said, Hey, I'm have zero ex years of experience at that point, almost one year of experience post-grad, but I really love what you're doing. And I love entrepreneurship and I love startups. Can I get involved? And from that day forward, that really changed my trajectory in the community where I went from, you know, being an excited observer and showing up to things to, you know, having a, a stake in the ecosystem and in some of the organizations that make this community what it is. So 
got involved in National Entrepreneur Week, as it's now called, and have been running that organization since starting with them in 2017 in their second year, and or in sorry, in 2018 in their second year. And uh, now kind of expanding and thinking, okay, what's next to my our latest initiative called Nashville Tech Gives Back. So I know that was a ton of information and I'll stop there and, and see if you have any other questions. No, I've got a lot of questions, but no, that was really helpful. And it, it's funny, you know, you know, you're on the right path when somebody's name keeps coming up and you've got a meeting <laughs> with that person on the books because I, I interviewed Eller Malchuk, who yes. sang your praises and we invest with Jumpstart Foundry, our family does. And then I've been talking to Zap over the Entrepreneur Center, who also knows you. And then Ashley Kent, who made the introduction, is our marketing associate. She's a total rock star. That's awesome. And I love Ashley. And she can have very high expectations about people. And she's not afraid to tell you that. <laughs> and she thinks you're a rock star, which coming from Ashley is a testament to your work ethic and networking and horsepower in general. So that's high praise coming from <laughs> Ashley. Yeah, she is. Uh, she, and I love her for this. She's just a tough cookie. So maybe talk about, you know, you seem like you're an inveterate networker, love putting yourself out there. And that has enabled you to, to kind of go on these journeys and adventures. Talk a little bit more about, before we get into Nashville Tech Gives Back, Nashville Entrepreneur Week, what it is, who it's for, how it's organized, what happened last year with COVID and, and what the plan is for it moving forward? That's a great question. Yeah. National Entrepreneur Week, it does a lot of things and folks, you know, there's a little bit of confusion still in the market about you know who we are and where we're aligned, but yeah, it's a, we're a 501c3. We operate independently from the National Entrepreneur Center. Although there's a lot of shared words in our titles, we are technically separate. They are a sponsor and very supportive of the event. But uh, we were founded sort of outside of it. And the idea here with National Entrepreneur Week is that we are Nashville's only free week of events designed to educate, connect, and celebrate entrepreneurs here in Nashville. And I use that term very broadly and with, a, and with the intention of being very inclusive. National Entrepreneur Week is for anyone that is out in Nashville trying to start a business, take what they're doing on the side, and turn it to a full-time gig. If you want to start a brick and mortar location, National Entrepreneur Week is for you. You know, in the past, we've had a bunch of resources allocated towards high growth companies in Nashville, which again are great and drive a ton of economic development and jobs in the city. But I think we also need to take time and provide resources for entrepreneurs of all types who, again, have been freelancing on the side, taking photos for weddings and now want to go full time as a wedding photographer to folks that want to take their you know, jam business and open up a storefront and fall south. We're here for you. And we want to create content that is incredibly actionable. So a lot of times folks who are striking it out on their own, you know, they don't have a lot of time. They're working hundred hour weeks to begin with, or they wake up and until they go to sleep, they're working on their business. And while there are opportunities to network within National Entrepreneur Week, we want to make the week primarily around actionable and bite-sized content. So someone could come into an event and say, okay, I know I'm going to get tips for business development as a solopreneur at the end of this 45-minute uh, discussion. And I, like I mentioned earlier, that's sort of what initially attracted me to National Startup Week in its first year is that I showed up and I learned right off the bat. It wasn't a lot of fluff. It wasn't keynote speakers. And it wasn't just networking. 
Now, all of those things are great. And it's also important to have all three of those, but there's also fantastic, there's other events and uh, conferences that take place in the city that accomplish those really well and do them at much larger budgets. National Entrepreneur Week is a nonprofit. It's volunteer led or community led. So we don't have a ton of money to throw around. So what, we, what we've decided to focus on is pulling the community, seeing what topics they want to hear about, they want to teach on and give back to the, you know, their peers, bringing them in to you know, provide that content. And then again, creating some opportunities for networking, but really focusing on making this super actionable free education. And it will, you know, our mission is that we will always keep this free and we'll never charge for the, you know, the product that we're providing. Now, we have other, like I mentioned, we have other great conferences in the city, 3686, you know, the Southeast Premier Tech Conference. But again, the target audience there is that high growth tech company who's looking to raise institutional capital, who needs to be networking with investors and other startups in, in, from the Southwest. We would love to serve those high growth entrepreneurs as well through, you know, some of the content that we're providing. But we're primarily serving those entrepreneurs that are not going to be looking to raise, you know, VC money or, you know, any kind of institutional money at the end of the day. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. I guess my question is, how do you have a full-time job and do this? Because I know from personal <laughs> experience that one, putting on these events is really a ton of work. And two, <laughs> community-led is a really nice way to put it, but I know what that means. And that's totally hurting cats, right? I mean, without some kind of corporate sponsor who has resources and event staff and marketing people, I mean, the logistics and the organization that must go into it, I can't, I, yeah, I, would, need, I would need a lot of tequila to get through this week. <laughs> you asked such a great question because it is not glamorous. It sounds really fun and altruistic and it, it is, it is those things. But at the end of the day, you're right. Like it's a lot of hurting cats. It's a ton of effort. And I am not the only person that's a part of this. There's a lot of amazing people behind the curtain that pull this together every year. Not only do we have a dedicated board of directors and uh, committee leads that actually bring, you know, the pillars that make up new uh, National Entrepreneur Week known as new to life, but we have fantastic sponsors that year over year give us the money that we need to operate and invest in some of the outside resources to really bring this all together. And honestly, at the end of the day, there is some tequila involved and there's a lot of grace uh, that we ask for our attendees to, you know, to give us because it's volunteer led. And, you know, if you're not paying, you, you kind of get what you pay for in some regards. So it's scrappy, but that's, you know, that's kind of our culture. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, to your point, you need to have that kind of gritty, as they would say in hockey, like jam to your game to get this thing done anyways, <laughs> to start a company. I mean, I've been in the game for 11 years and you still wake up in the morning and you got to grind it out. So yeah, exactly. Kudos to you for all the work. Before we get into the National Tech Gives Back, I have to ask, what did you come from an entrepreneurial family? Did, what, where did this fire and desire and passion come from? Yeah, that's a great question. I, uh, my aunt is an entrepreneur and not in the traditional way where she could never hold a job and had to start her own company because she just had to build her own idea, but worked her way up in the uh, fitness and wellness space. And since she was probably in her forties has started two very successful companies. And I, I have always used her as an example because I think I'm the same way and that I'm very, I work well under authority and I work really well in my day job working for a larger organization. I, I don't need to go out and start my own company to, you know, feel like I'm fulfilled in my professional life, but 
I see that path for me. My, uh, I see that path uh, for me down the road. And because I would love to start my own venture, I just I know that it's going to take me time to come across that idea. I've decided that I just have to be really close to all the organizations that are making that happen in the city that I'm in. And it also kind of reflects this, you know, these personal values that I've held my whole life, which is that I, I really think that private enterprise can lead the change for the better in communities. And I want to be working with organizations that believe that too, and help shape it in a way that allows for these companies to exist and, you know, you know, lift, lift all boats, right? So that it, it speaks both to my values and also examples that I've seen in, in my family. And when is when is National Entrepreneur Week? So typically, it's held every May. Uh, last year, of course, was an exception, and this year, we are looking towards later in 2021 to allow for higher vaccination rates and just a safer in-person experience for everyone. Cool. And if people want to find out more about that, there's a website I assume that they can go check out. Yes, it's uh, NashvilleEntrepreneurWeek.com. Cool. And so there will be one this year. We're recording this in April but probably not till the fall or later in the year. Yeah, that's what we're thinking. Okay. I don't want to say dates uh, sure, so no one gets sure. mad at me, but that's what we're hoping to do because, and, and you mentioned this in one of your questions, but you asked you know, what we did last year. We really found that our bread and butter is this in-person component where we're in a physical space learning together. And frankly, there's a lot of great organizations with full-time resources that have put together incredible virtual content this past year that we don't really feel that we haven't felt the need to compete with. So until that time, we're doing a hybrid. We've done some virtual events, but we're focusing on gearing up for our in-person return. Yeah, I think that's smart. I mean, especially at this level and folks that you're talking about and dealing with, I think that that person-to-person interaction is so key to learning and understanding. And and, and that's the entire experience, right? Because a lot of the action mm-hmm happens in the hallways at the coffee meetings before the events, drinks exactly. and dinners afterwards. That's kind of where I think the value is in these mm-hmm. um, events. So makes total sense to me. And I'd love to check it out as well. So I want to get yeah. educated myself. So let's transition into Nashville Tech Gives Back. Was that an offshoot from your experience working with Nashville Entrepreneur Week? Yes, in part, you know, like I mentioned, I love networking, maybe too much sometimes because, you know, pre-pandemic, I was probably networking three nights out of five of the week. But through through my, you know, network building in Nashville, I've gotten close with Monique Villa, who is an investor with Mucker Capital. Mucker's based in LA, but she started their Nashville office when she moved out here a couple of years ago. And Monique and I have always been close in that we both support the ecosystem every year. Mucker and her nonprofit that she runs on the side, Build an SE, run a a happy hour for uh, during National Entrepreneur Week. So she's been involved in that capacity for the past few years. So we've, we've run in each other's circles for a while. And when 2020 happened, and we don't need to hash everything that went down there, you know, we started sending messages back and forth around, hey, is there something we could do? to give back to Nashville. I mean, we had a, not only was there a global pandemic that affected every you know human being in the world, Nashville itself was hit really hard and that we had the tornado in March, right before the COVID related business closures uh, a couple of weeks later. And then and around Christmas day, we had the bombing downtown on second Ave. And even just a few weeks ago, unfortunately we had a flooding in South Nashville. So truly Nashville cannot catch a break. Residents have lost jobs, businesses have shuttered, 
homes. I mean, it, it's very traumatic for the city. But what we've also seen is that we've had a ton of growth. We've had people who've said, hey, I don't have to work from an office anymore. Me and my family are moving from SF to Nashville and getting a ton more square footage and a much higher quality of life. And that continues to be the case. I mean, that was already happening pre-2020, but we, we, we both saw an influx of tech workers who were choosing to call Nashville home and coming from awesome high growth tech companies around the country. Now we said, how, how can we leverage this phenomenon of people choosing Nashville to make it their home and, and seeing the benefit of this city when a ton of these residents who aren't in tech have been not necessarily left behind, but more impacted than tech was on average last year. So we said, hey, let's turn to our tech leaders and ask them to lead the charge uh, in supporting these organiza organizations that benefit the rest of the Nashville community that isn't in tech. So we decided to create this initiative called Nashville Tech Gives Back, where twice a year we'll ask Nashville tech executives or tech executives based in Nashville to participate in a charity drive donate to one of our 15 nonprofit partners. And then if you are able to you know, donate and participate, you're invited to a VIP happy hour get together. We had our first event back in February and it was a massive success. We did a five-day charity drive. We raised over $10,000, over 500 items were physical items were donated to our nonprofit partners. And 50, uh, just about 50 um, CEOs, founders, tech executives from, again, coastal companies that have moved to Nashville and investors attended this happy hour. And as you know, everyone's burned out on Zoom. So just the fact that we were able to get 50 folks after hours to participate was a huge win. So clearly there's an appetite and a fit here where folks understand that unless, you know, if tech is doing well here, that's one thing, but our restaurants have to do well. You know, we have to have great public services in place. We have to make sure that folks with housing and food insecurity are taken care of as well. And we'd love to have Nashville as the poster child for a city where the tech community is highly invested in making the city livable and accessible for everyone. Yeah. So I want to go there because obviously the, the city is just booming. It's wild. A lot of it is around financial services and tech oriented businesses. Obviously the Oracle announcement is super exciting. Oh yeah. But there is a sense of not foreboding, but concern maybe within the local community that, and I want to throw shade at Austin, but that we're going to be inundated with these tech bros. Yeah. They're just going to come in and kind of run the playbook like they did in San Francisco or Seattle. And they're going to be their own little world in and of itself. Whereas mm -hmm. I think what healthcare has done really well, it's kind of been part of the fabric of the community. So what are you hearing and feeling from some of these groups moving here? And what are you telling them and advising them about how they can be what you and I would consider you know, good Nashvilleians? Yeah, that's a great question. And I wonder to what extent it's inevitable, right? Because as with the, the Oracle announcement, there's only going to be more major tech corporations that say, oh, there's a you know a ton of tech talent here and we can, you know, get subsidies from the government to, you know, invest in in massive commercial real estate downtown. You know, I don't I don't see it as something that we can avoid, but how do we integrate these corporations in a way that allow them to pro, you know, proactively benefit the community as they're coming in? And, you know, there's a couple different ways to approach it. And the way that National Tech Gives Back has decided to go about it is, you know, sort of directly calling on leadership. So, again, we're talking to the C-suite CEO founders uh, of these companies to say, hey, what are you doing? Can you personally get behind this and pledge to this mission? 
at a certain, you know, we're only in our first iteration of this, but at a certain point, we're looking to expand this to the larger tech organizations and open this up to all employees to donate and uh, put their name behind this mission. But the idea here is this is a personal responsibility. And yes, corporations, there should be you no know, corporate social responsibility and you know donations done at the, at the corporate level, but the leaders need to be invested as well. And they need to know these nonprofits that are local and contributing and directly impacting the community's livelihood here. And the other thing I'll say that, you know, we've, we saw a lot of success with in the first go at National Tech is Back is that, like you said, healthcare has been around for a while. Healthcare has been innovating and has, you know, given back consistently to the city. Well, one thing that you might be able to relate to as well is that there's kind of a break between like old Nashville tech and new Nashville. And how do we bridge that gap and really make sure that all these people are in the same room? And getting to know each other and getting plugged into some of the existing networks and ecosystems that have been created. And I would say for our first event, we did a good job of, of just bringing everyone into the same room, but there's a lot more work to be done to, again, really bridge that networking gap and make sure that folks that are moving here, you know, for these Oracle jobs are getting connected to some of these existing committees and longstanding tech executives that do get back and are very plugged into our, you know, our nonprofit network here in, in Tennessee and Nashville. Yeah, it, it's encouraging to hear that. And I think, you know, hopefully that that is the case. And I personally think it, when I hear these announcements, it's great, right? It's good for the city. I think hopefully we maintain that rising tide abundance attitude and mentality. Mm-hmm. But you do want to make sure that folks come in here in a thoughtful, mindful way and, and yeah. do take the time and the effort to, to connect with the existing networks. Because, you know, to use a term my wife would 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 say who's a Nashville native, you know, <laughs> it's not about the money, but you want to be make sure that you get invited to the right parties. Um, so, <laughs> you know, that yeah. still does mean something in this town and hopefully we'll continue to. So you're planning on doing another event this year for Nashville Tech Gives Back. Do you have details right. that you can share or is it still in the works? Still in the works. We're targeting later this summer. Again, hopefully do the networking component in person. But the idea is at this time, we'll do another five-day charity drive where you can just go online and put in a dollar donation in an online portal, or you could uh, go in person and do you know, a drop-off at the Nashville free food fr- fridge or drop-off items and supplies in person. So there's you know a couple of options that we'll, we'll make available and, and publish not only for Again, our you know tech executives that are invited to the networking component, but for anyone in tech that wants to get involved and put their name behind what you know this community. It's not just about this organization; it's about Nashville Tech gives back. This is talking to every single tech worker that lives in Nashville, makes Nashville their home. And again, we're going to be opening this up ideally for employees of of these tech companies to participate as well to see their contribution at the company level. And we've also, you know, we've posted all of our nonprofit partners on our website and on our Twitter account so that if you're interested in getting involved today, you can go on right after this call and make a donation, put your name on the tracking or our self-reporting form. And then that way we can track that impact and periodically report to the community how much we've raised through this, you know, moniker of National Tech Kids Back. And, and what's the what's the end game? Like where does this lead, do you think? Not not that it has to have some kind of conclusion. I don't mean it that way, but you seem like you're very energetic, that you probably have big goals and big desires. What do you what do you envision this leading to eventually? That's a great question. And what I'd love to see again is companies that are moving to Nashville or have executives that are moving to Nashville 
not only have leadership donating personally, but have, you know, at the corporate level committing to donate to these nonprofits that again are supporting the, our most vulnerable residents. So I see this expanding out and having, you know, larger dollar contributions. And I also see this as something that doesn't just stay in Nashville and benefit Nashville, but spreads to other cities around the country. So as an example, we're talking to another city in the Southeast that wants to replicate this event in their own city and get their corporates involved and in, in tech leadership donating to their nonprofits. And so I've got, I've actually got it up because I was checking this out and it, it looks like it's NashvilleTechGivesBack.com. Is that okay. the best way for people to get engaged, donate, learn about this event that's coming later this year? Exactly. And that will link out to our nonprofit partners. It'll link to our self-reporting form. If you do make a donation on the behalf of National Tech Gives Back, and we're, again, we're driving people directly to those nonprofits, so it's not through us. And that's why we ask folks to, to self-report if they want to get involved. Cool. Well, kudos, because it's a lot of work, not only just the Entrepreneur Week, but then this new iteration of it. I mean, congrats, because it's impressive. Thank you. Let's pivot to, and I kind of wanted to Get your thoughts here because I'm an inveterate networker like you. Best practices, thoughts about, I don't like networking per se, but relationship building. You and I both showed up here without having gone to, you and I both know it's kind of a private school type of town mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, like where you went to high school matters more than where you went to college. And it can be <laughs> difficult sometimes to breach some of those barriers. So yes. for somebody listening, especially if they're a woman, you're in sales and marketing, which you know unfortunately is a male-dominated business. Best practices, thoughts, tips, and tricks. Mm. What do you have for us in terms of folks that might be listening that, that want to learn from all the hard work that you've put in over the years? That is a great question. And I would say, uh, don't hesitate to just show up. And you know, my practice and what I recommend, um, especially young professionals that are also making their way to a new city, is just make a goal of how many events that you go to, whether they're virtual or in person. And when you get there, tell yourself, I can leave as soon as I've introduced myself to two people, because you'd be surprised, especially in a smaller city like Nashville, those two introductions, they, they're, you know, it, it, it's this exponential growth for your network because you meet someone who knows the other person you met at the last networking event, who can introduce you to two more people that they think you should meet. And it, it really bubbles up without having you having to do as much work after you, you know, grind it out for the first couple of months. I think in Nashville, a great place to start if you're interested in the tech ecosystem is following the, the Entrepreneur Center and, and checking out some of the periodic events that they put on. They do a hybrid, virtual, and in-person right now. And you obviously know Zap and know that they're constantly putting out great content that you can just show up as a supporter. And it might feel weird and out of place, but I highly recommend doing it because people here, um, want to, you to be there. And even if you don't feel like you have a purpose of being there, they're excited that you're there. The other thing I'll mention, there's the same, you know, death by a thousand coffees. And in Nashville, I think we have the propensity to take a thousand coffees if you're involved in the, in the community here. But I think, you know, as a, as a transplant, that's something you can take advantage of. And you want to be respectful of people's time, of course, but if you move to Nashville or you move to another city um, in the Southeast where people are really welcoming, I recommend connecting with folks directly on Twitter and just saying, hey, I just moved here. I see that you do this. I think that's awesome. Can we do a 15 minute Zoom or can we grab coffee? Because people, you'll be surprised people will say yes. And if they don't, they might be able to make an introduction to someone else or connect with you on LinkedIn. So that those are my two pieces of advice. And I think for folks that don't have, that don't, you know, aren't uh, extroverts at the core, it can be difficult, but 
again, setting those goals of, Hey, I'm going to just introduce myself to two people this week can serve you so much in the long run and has opened doors for me professionally and personally. And, you know, my whole life has been shaped by these connections that I've made at in-person networking events and virtual networking events. So to take, take that to the next level, where have you seen the most success in terms of entrepreneurs attending these events get the most out of it? Like what are best practices there? If you were planning on coming mm-hmm. to Nashville Entrepreneur Week later this year and you're, you're you know, just have an idea, you've never been to one of these things before, how do you mm-hmm. navigate it, in your opinion, to take to get the most out of that time that you're going to spend in town? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think especially for an entrepreneur, you have to be, and you already have an idea that you're working on and, and you're building, uh, you have to be protective of your time, much more so than someone who has a job and just wants to be more involved and plugged into the community. And again, you know, I would recommend just getting signed up for distribution lists. There's some, again, some really awesome communities, both in the EC and outside of the EC, where you can sign up for the emails and just see what's going on. And the beauty of that is you, you can really pick and choose where you go for both, you know, instructional and, and educational content, as well as networking with other entrepreneurs or potential investors. You know, I think if you're building a business, and especially if it's a high growth company where you're looking to take on some investment, you definitely need to check out 3686 because they bring together top tier investors from all over the country, as well as amazing companies and founders to tell their stories. And and again, if you're serious about building your business and, and raising some money, that might be the way to go for you and, and kind of a, a very impactful week and way for you to spend your time. Yeah, I've been to 3686. It's a great event. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm tangentially involved in this world. I'm not directly, but really cool, really cool content, super interesting people. And I think you'll find the community very inviting and open. I'm sure it's the same at the Nashville Entrepreneur Week. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been terrific to finally kind of meet you over Zoom. Hopefully we can, you know, grab coffee or a drink at one of these events later on in the Absolutely. year as things start to open up. But you know, Nashville has been really good to me and my family. And again, I just applaud you for all the admirable work you're doing, putting these events on, because I know it's a ton of work and energy and, you know, it's, it's, it's not always probably the, the, the most thankful job in the world. So, you know, I'll thank you on behalf of the rest of town for doing this. Um, I appreciate and it. It's cool to see how far we've come. I mean, I remember moving here 15 years ago and tech was like, you know, the small little click at the other side of the cafeteria that not a lot of people <laughs> knew about. And it, we're becoming a real tech hub. So it's cool to see it kind of continue to evolve. Yeah. If you don't mind, maybe what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about some of the events that you're putting on and or directly, I know you gave them out, but maybe one more time just to um, keep it mm-hmm. top of mind for folks if they want to learn more about Entrepreneur Week or National Tech Gives Back. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. So if you want to learn more about Nashville Entrepreneur Week, that's nashvilleentrepreneurweek.com. And if you're interested in Nashville Tech Gives Back want to, and you want to participate, that's nashvilletechgivesback.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at, at Nashville or Nash Tech Gives. <laughs> at Nash Tech Gives. That's a mouthful. And if you want to connect with me, and I would definitely welcome that, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Eliz. That's E-L-I-Z Duffield, D-U-F-F-I-L-D, or look me up on LinkedIn, Elizabeth Duffield. I'd love to connect, especially for anyone, any transplants moving to Nashville or anyone who also wants to get involved in the community. We are, we're always looking for uh, volunteers to help 
herd cats at a national entrepreneur <laughs> week. <laughs> awesome. Elizabeth, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Hope you have a wonderful weekend and look thank forward to, to hearing news about when these events are going to roll. And I look forward to attending them myself. Awesome. Well, it was great to meet you and hope you have a great weekend as well. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining the conversation on Colloquium. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please like, rate, or leave us a review. And stay tuned for our next episode coming soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.